Petersfield's Shine Radio. I'm Nani Needs, this is Petersfield Shine Radio. And this week's Shine Radio recipe is from the museum, Petersfield Museum. Petersfield Museum has just opened after a massive £4 million redevelopment. And I'm here to get a recipe from... Hello, my name's Lauren. I'm the engagement assistant at the museum. I understand you know about World War Two, and we are going to talk about recipes during World War Two. You actually did a talk about all the food rationing during the war at the museum before lockdown. Yes. So tell me about these mock recipes. What are they? And give us give us some recipes. Uh, so a lot of foods that we come to enjoy were unavailable to the general public and there was a psychological need for people to pretend that these foods were still available. Understood, yes. Um, so they created lots of mock recipes. They had things like mock apricot tarts, which were made with carrots, almond essence and plum jam. And you find carrots popping up in all sorts of places as a substitute for uh, sugar and for many other um, ingredients which bear the same colour as carrots. Um, for example, there was a mock orange which was made with uh, carrots, sweet, and sugar. And mock, mock orange juice. Mock orange juice, yeah. Oh. And having tried this as part of my talk, I can tell you it does not taste of orange juice at all, <laughs> um, whatever people say. And they call, used to call it carolade. That's Try that one at your peril. Yes. Can you get it with or without bits? That's the question <laughs> yeah. for today's, for today's Yeah, audiences. with the Swedes, I would say there's definitely bits in there. <laughs> there was also mock marzipan, which you could put, you know, put on your Christmas pudding. Uh, soya, flour, sugar, margarine, almond essence. So a lot of essence going on to sort of bring the flavour that's missing from the ingredients. Mock goose, potatoes, cooking apples, cheese dried sage, vegetable stock flour, and imagining they'd shape it into a goose-like shape. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, same for turkeys. Oh, let's talk about the turkey. Yes. How did you do a mock turkey? So, yes, tur- uh, turkeys would be a very rare commodity during uh, Christmas times. But you could make mock turkey, which is a big mound of sausage meat, moulded into a turkey breast shape. You then had boiled parsnips as wings and bacon covering the, the crown. Um, and also, yeah, if you wanted something sweet after that, you can yeah. make extra mince meat. Um, oh, how do you make you could, that? Well, for mince you, pies? Yes, yeah, so you can make your mince meat go further by mixing in grated apple with plenty of spices and maybe a little dried fruit um, if you had it to make that go a bit further for you as well. Clever flavouring, I think, using a lot of essences and um, spices and herbs that you had to try and uh, replicate the tastes that was missing from your life. <laughs> um, now tell me about, you have a list of store cupboard tricks as well, don't you? Uh, yes. So for in preparation for the talk I um, conducted last year, I spent a week living on uh, rations. Did you? Yes. How did that go down? How <laughs> did that go down? So <laughs> my husband joined me in this experiment, and I have to say the amount of cheese we got given uh, didn't last very long. Wow! Um, at all, but yes, um, store cupboard ingredients, which we're all very familiar with, with, having recently gone through lockdown. So we used a lot of things like um, corn, beef, spam as well, lots of uh, bread, national loaf, your wholemeal loaves. Um, mashed potato you find that you those two ingredients are used a lot to make meat items right. go much further 
thickened stews as well with breadcrumbs. Um, so you see that coming up again and again in uh, ration recipes is sort of making the uh, more expensive ingredients you have go further as well. Now, what I wasn't aware of that you have just told me is actually rationing lasted well beyond the end of the war into the 1950s. That's quite, that's quite interesting because I, I thought, you know, the war would end, all the food would come back. But of course, that's not going to happen. No, absolutely. The infrastructures aren't there around the world. So that's really fascinating. No, it, it went on to May 1954. Although all the foods had returned at this point, certain food industries took on much longer to recover like the cheese industry um was only recently started sort of picking up again because all cheese manufacturers were told to produce standard cheddar so we lost a lot of um sort of regional cheeses during that period so during the war what kind of rations did you get to sustain your family during the war how did it work so the amounts fluctuated throughout the war depending on imports. Um, some weeks you might get double the amount of rationed food, but on average um, you would get about um, 8 ounces or 227 grams of bacon or ham. Is this per person? or This is per person, okay. per person per week. Um, sugar, you get 16 ounces or 450 grams. Loose tea, four ounces or 113 grams. Uh, meat um, wasn't um, weighed, it was the value of the meat. So it would be one shilling and two pence. So if you went for a cheap cut of meat or um, offal, then you'd get a lot more than if oh. you went for your, you know, fillet steak. Fillet steak, <laughs> yes. Um, so of course, you might want to make a stew with them, boil down those tougher bits of meat. Uh, cheese was eight ounces, which is about 220 grams. Jam, you would get a pound or 450 grams per month, or marmalade. Uh, butter, eight ounces, 220 grams. Uh, margarine, 12 ounces, 340 grams. Lard, so you get a whole host of fats here, uh, three ounces, 85 grams. And then sweets. And they never took sweets off the ration. They thought it was very important for morale. That's good. You That's got, what I'm liking. Yeah, this. we like this. Uh, 16 ounces or 450 grams per month. And was chocolate a ration? So chocolate, I think, would come under um, Sweet. sweets as well. Oh, yeah. well, that's good. I'm glad they, they kept morale up. That's exactly. fascinating. It was a, yeah. So if you wanted to save for special occasions, how would you do that? Like, for example, a wedding cake. So some food items, whilst they were popular, uh, they weren't available in sufficient quantities to um, guarantee universal supply. Uh, So these became subject to a points ration system. Um, So you could get things like uh, dried fruits, pulses, canned fruit, tomatoes, peas, condensed milk. And people use this process to club together their points in order to buy larger amounts of things like the dried fruits um, to make uh, wedding cakes. Wow. Uh, You would have your wedding cake, but unfortunately you couldn't ice it. There was no elaborate multi-tiered wedding cakes that we see today with beautiful iced flowers. Um, Nope. Uh, What they would do instead is make their their humble little fruit cake, perhaps with some mock marzipan over the top, which was generally flavoured with almond essence to 
give you the richness of um, almonds. And what they would do instead is create a uh, model cake with the yeah. elaborate flowers on top of it. Uh, but it would all be faked and the model cake that fits neatly over the fruit cake would be then passed on to the next bride and groom-to-be for their wedding cake. Very efficient. Yes. But at least you got a, a, a wedding cake yes, look at absolutely. your wedding. That's so resourceful. What do Russian books look like? Can we see them at the museum if we come down? If visitors want to we come. We do have uh, Russian books in our collection. Um, there's not a Russian book on display of for food, but there is one relating to clothing oh, as well, and in which was another. We we uh, forget that food was not the only um, item that was rationed during wartime. We also had um, clothes rationed that was operated on a point system as well. And in the the World War Two display case we have here is a utility dress, which was one of the dresses that were designed to make the most use of fabric during the war as well and you could spend your points on those so efficiency making things go further than than you possibly could was yeah. definitely what happened during the war yes lauren thank you it's been uh, enlightening and so if people want to find out more about world war Two and rationing and all those different kinds of things they can come down to our website is petersfieldmuseum.co.uk brilliant thank you lauren thanks <laughs> That was the lovely Lauren Whalen from the Petersfield Museum talking to me about mock recipes and food rationing and all there is to know about making up food. Oh, we are very lucky not to be doing that. So if you want to find out more and visit the Petersfield Museum, go to petersfieldmuseum.co.uk. Rise and shine with Petersfield's Shine Radio. Rise and shine. Whatever local information comes in, you'll be the very first to know. You'll feel those ribs expand. And okay, I'm doing it, I'm doing Are it. Are you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back to Rise and Shine. You're with Alan Cox this morning. What could be better? Good morning, it's good to be with you. I'm Harrison RB. It's the brighter way to start your day in the Petersphere. As long as you're breathing, you're <laughs> doing okay. <laughs> I'm so, with you, Vicky. <laughs> Rise and shine, weekday mornings from six with Petersfield's Shine Radio. I think that's lovely.